I mean, the goal is to just keep doing well and keep showing that, that we should be on that team. Um, I feel we showed that this year and we just need to keep improving and, and proving that they can't leave us behind. And I will do whatever the selectors need us to do to keep proving that. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans, by eventing fans. And as usual, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Cowboy Magic, Karen. Oh, the best. The best. We love Cowboy Magic. Uh, this week, Karen, what are we highlighting, Karen? We are highlighting the Rosewater Shampoo. The Rosewater Shampoo. Yes. Fantastic stuff. And we used it uh, on our little Stanley today. We used it on our little Stanley just today. Just today. And he is shining. He like is shiny. Let me tell you, his <laughs> blacks are super black and shiny. His whites are super white and vibrant, and they just pop. It's amazing. He had a little bit of stains from his collar and his little thing, and it took it right out. It's amazing. Yes. So yeah. tell us more about it, Karen. So it gently dissolves dirt and clean hair. It works instantly. It creates a shine. It only takes a small amount, and it's easy to rinse. And people can use it, too. Yeah, well, it smells fantastic. I was sitting there bathing old Stanley up, and I couldn't. Like, I was like, I'm sniffing away, boy. <laughs> he came up. He, he loves getting in my face. He smelled fantastic. It wasn't all that unpleasurable this time. Yeah, he smelled like roses. He smelled like roses, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, it's allergy-tested, yes, dermatologist-reviewed. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. You know, it didn't leave my hands all nasty. Like I say, Stanley looked fantastic. He loved it. Of course, I don't think he cares so much about smelling like a rose. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I love it. You know, so when someone says, "Hey, you don't smell like a rose," you can say, "Aha, aha." Oh, contraire, I do smell like a rose. So, uh, that's the Cowboy Magic Rose Water Shampoo and Conditioner. The shampoo does a fantastic job. Super, super great. Uh, it doesn't leave anything greasy, but just feels light and fluffy and soft. And that's what you want in your horse's coat, mane, and tail. So. Thank you so much, Cowboy Magic. Get out there, try that Rosewater Shampoo and Conditioner. Winter is here again, and with the cold weather, you will want the new Red and Goat Winter Jumpsuit 2.0. Has all the original designs, but with an added zip-off, convertible hood, and stirrup elastic. Plus, new colors such as Caviar, Blue Nights, and Rum Raisin. Check them out by going to redandgoatequestrian.com. And now, through December 6th, Use promo code HOLIDAY15 at checkout for 15% off all outerwear and free shipping. Again, go to RedingGoatEquestrian.com. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, EquestFile. EquestFile, innovative data management software, Karen. The best. The best. So we know you at home are listening and you have a farm and you want to be organized. You have the stack of papers, the medical paperwork. Oh, yeah, paperwork. we all do. You have the medical paperwork, you have the farrier list, you have owners, you have people that work for you. So here's the deal. This solves all those problems, Karen. It sure does. So you can track individual horses in your barn. Mm -hmm. You can track their medical. You can track employees that work for you. You can have employees have individual logins so they know exactly what their job is. You can have your farrier have a password so they can know what they're mm-hmm. what they're being asked to do. And the owners? And the owners, so the owner of a horse. So think of it like this. This is the way I would use the quest file, Karen. 
I run a barn, I have working students, and I have riders. So you put the daily chores in there. Instead of having the book, you have the daily chores. You have what each horse's task is for the day. So Star is going to you know, hack for a half hour, trot for 15 minutes, and then go away. Or hack for a half hour, and then going to get ridden you know, by the trainer for a half hour. Wouldn't it be nice to have a way for all of your individual riders, you can assign the rider, that rider knows what they have to do, when they have to get the horse ready, what type of work they have to do, and then it's checked off. Same with the farrier. You give your farrier the list of horses that has to be done, it's done, then the farrier can go ahead and put notes back in the eQuest file system. Mm -hmm. All this can be accessed by the horse owner. So if you're a trainer and you have clients, you can give individual access to your clients, Karen. So that client can keep up on their horse's daily and weekly progress, its medical progress. Imagine this, you can, you can share video. So instead of sharing video on YouTube, your horse can have its own file on eQuest file, accessible by whoever you want. And think of this, let's say every week your horse has the trot ups. Your horse gets trotted down the aisle, the vet comes out, takes a look. Wouldn't it be smart to video that and have a record of how your horse goes front, back, and side? Absolutely. That way, if there's any change in anything, you have it. You know exactly when it changed or what's going on with the gate and what changed. And we have a way for people to find out. If you have a sale horse and it comes in and it's a little unruly, Karen. Every, just a little. Just a little. Every once in a while that happens. You may not want to put that out on Facebook right off the get-go. or right back out on YouTube right away because people can see that. Mm -hmm. Let's put it in this. We keep it locked down so just certain people can see. And we can see the progress that happens for the horse. And then once the horse is superstar doing great, we have that record of where the horse came from. So we can't say enough good things about EQuest file. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I love EQuest file. It's super, super simple. It's only limited by your imagination and what you want to do with it. So it's accessible by anyone's phone, tablet, computer, workstation. You don't need that old fashioned binder any longer that's falling apart and you can't find any info and it's just a mess. So here's the deal. You go to eQuestFile.com. Get a 14 day free trial, Karen. Can't beat that. Can't beat it with a stick. So eQuestFile.com, get your 14 day free trial. You have nothing to lose, Karen. No, no, not Get at in all. there, put a couple horses in there. Just try it out. Just try it out on a couple horses. You're going to be hooked. You're going to love it. So get on out there and do it. And then, hey, let us know how you like it. Okay? We would love to hear your experience with EQuest File. So uh, thank you so much to EQuest File. And we'd also like to thank a special sponsor for this episode, Bymeda, Karen. Yes. Bymeda uh, sponsors Liz Halliday Sharp. And so we're very appreciative that Bymeda came on board to sponsor this episode. So Karen, can you tell us a little bit about Bymeda, all the great things that they provide? Sure. For the past six decades, Bymeda has been a leading global innovator, manufacturer, and marketer of veterinarian pharmaceuticals and animal health products and is proud to sponsor Excellence. Bymeda brings you popular products like Polyglycan, Tildren, Equimix Dewormer, Ovamed, Confidence EQ, and many more. They provide quality products for your horses. Yeah, fantastic company. Guarantee you've seen the products out there. By me, it is all over the world. You can get these products in whatever part of the world you're traveling to with your horse. So uh, we just thank By Mita so much for not only sponsoring us, but sponsoring Liz and, pro and helping uh, provide this show for us. So thank you so much, By Mita. 
I'm Rob. And I'm Karen. And Rob's super excited about today's podcast. I am very, very excited, Karen. Yes. So we have the 2020 USEA Rider of the Year. hey Liz Halliday-Sharp. Liz, welcome to welcome. the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. This is oh, so exciting, Karen. Is... We've never gotten someone on like right after they, like, boom. Yes. We're like the <laughs> so exciting. We're moving up in the world, Liz. And also, congratulations. It was just announced you were uh, named to the 2021 U.S. Elite winner training list. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been kind of a, a, a crazy emotional time waiting for all of that to come out. And um, it's been it's been a heavy, crazy year, actually. I think we're all feeling like we need to take a deep breath and yeah, no um, doubt. pull ourselves together before the next year kicks off again. No doubt. No uh, doubt. That's a, that's a, how long have you known that you were going to be on the list? Did you know for a little while before it was announced? Uh, no, 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 no. I found out literally like 45 minutes before you found out. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, well, I had a pretty good idea of you on there, but it's, it's always um, – it's a little difficult with the way it goes now because – they name riders and then and, and horses, and I sort of had hoped another one of my horses would be on there. And it's it, look, it's an emotional time because you sort of believe in your own horses. And uh, I think going forward, it would be great if we just got named as riders. I think that makes it easier for everybody because yeah. I'm sure a lot of people who are left on or off are emotional too. So it's uh, all of us work so hard all year, and then you sort of wait for that moment so it's it's it, it's already explained but yeah. you know it's well, a culmination you, you, of a year's worth of work isn't it oh yeah, yeah. and you're juggling owners so it's kind of like that thing where it's like yay i'm happy on this end and on the other end you're like oh sorry that uh you know that's exactly it. Make it that's exactly that's exactly it that's yeah. exactly it and I've, and, you know engaged. i've already been looking after them and messaging them because the, my owners are amazing to be honest i'm very very lucky to have owners who are also some of my best friends and they're very understanding and they're with me on the ups and the downs. So of course they're totally supportive, but I, I want those big moments for them too. So, um, yeah, that's, that's always part of it as well. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Man, I mean, I'm so, I'm so pumped. I mean, the season ended and I'm like, I'm jazzed up as if like, it just got started. But it kind of is. When you start seeing this training list, it's like, all right, here we go. I get all pumped, especially <laughs> with the Olympic season. <laughs> so what is it like to be uh, named Rider of the Year? It's super cool. I mean, it's I can't believe it hasn't, uh, there hasn't been a woman as Rider of the Year since 1981. I think that's wow. insane. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of that. I mean, it's been, especially with, you know the amount of horses we've had that have done well and i've got a good string but i don't have a huge string so it's it's really exciting and it it's a real testament to my team and the, the cool horses we have that we've produced and and my owners that have supported me to let me keep the horses so it's it's been yeah it's great it's a, it's a real um it's a real honor Heck yeah. Yeah, it is. So you're going to be up there twice. You get the regular, the, the, the rider of the year, lady rider of the year. You're going to be cleaning up. I love it. It's so exciting. <laughs> there's, a, there's a good few of them. And it's it's been my first um, my first season back full time in the U.S. since, uh, well, geez, for 20 years. So that's kind of cool, actually, as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get a little more into that, too, because we, we got so much to cover. Yeah, we, we have a lot to cover. <laughs> Jeez. But it is very exciting. So congratulations yeah. on both of those fronts. Oh, thank it's, you. It's been a kind of pretty awesome couple couple weeks for you there. <laughs> so you're uh, you're coming off fresh off a try on. You had a pretty doggone awesome weekend. Uh, Daenerys Z, you're in the lead up until the last rail, uh, unfortunately. So uh, in the four star long, and then you took 
uh, first place in a two-star long on Coley H.H. Calamaria. 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 Sounds good. There's so many ways to pronounce it. I don't even know myself. (laughs) So first off, how did the the horses come up after that? Is everyone good and happy? Oh, my gosh. My horses came off of that event amazing, which is the most important thing. You know, like they were fresh after cross country and fresh on the last day. I mean, Cal Maria was wild on the last day. Um, <laughs> her name is May in the barn. May, like M-A-Y. Um, and I've actually only had her in my barn since June. So we're a very new combination. She only did her first preliminary in July. Um, and she is one seriously spicy mama for the future. <laughs> I, I love her. She is I think I've said this before. She's one of the trickiest horses I've ever ridden, but also one of the most talented. And um, I'm thrilled for her because she fought her way through that event. And she came out wild on the last day. And I thought, okay, it's your first three-day event. And she was hauling me around. <laughs> and, uh, but but she's a beast and she's a real fighter. And she's exactly the type of mare that I've been waiting for. So I, I, I love a good mare. And I actually said to Richard when, when we found her, Richard Shane in Ireland, I said, I really, really want a good mare. Can you find me a good mare? And he sent me this video of her and I had a horse that I'd um, left in Ireland and I said, I'd love to do a trade for him. I'd left him with Richard, a six-year-old I had. And, um, and he said, I've got this mare. He said, but she's not easy. She's not easy. And he sent me the videos and I said, oh my God, she's amazing. Like she's beautiful. <laughs> and uh, Bless him. He's such an honest guy and, and all his team are so honest. And so I spoke to his girl that had been riding him, Beth, and um, she sort of told me about her. And Richard kept saying, look, she's not simple. She's not going to be like a five minute job. And I said, but Richard, is she good enough? Is she like a top horse? And he said, I really believe she is every part of a five star horse. And I was like, I don't care. Send her ever. I love her. Uh-huh. And um, and here we are, which is kind of fun, isn't it? I think the you know, it's a testament to Richard and his belief in a good horse and uh, you know, a testament to um, to her as, as what a fighter she is. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about her future. She's having a little holiday, not a big one, because she doesn't need a big holiday because <laughs> she's, she's a bit wild. But um, but I really believe in her, and I think the mare and I are very good friends now, which is really important. Like, she she wants to do right for me, and that's that's half the battle. That is awesome. Mm. And Danira Z, um, you won – you won uh, Plantation on De Niro. You won Great Meadow on De Niro on both four-star shorts. And then, again, like we said, a try-on. Um, how did how did the long go? Like, you, you did really well. You had just a little bit of time on course. Can you tell us a little bit about how that went for for, for, for that for you guys? Um, I mean, look, De Niro at try-on was every bit of his class as he is. I mean, I, I love him to bits. He's one of my best friends, and we've been together from – the very first event he ever did um, as a seven-year-old. I had him for a week when he did his first event. Um, and three years to that day, he did his first five-star, which shows what a special horse he is. And um, uh, he was just world-class the whole weekend. And uh, I would say the time faults were probably my fault because I was trying really hard to put in an immaculate round and just do right by him. And, and actually, ever since he did Burley, he's... He's such a polite horse now, which kind of catches me out sometimes. <laughs> I go to set up for a fence and I think, oh, God, that was too early. <laughs> I need to not do that. And wow. um, But honestly, what a, what a great round he put in cross country and he found it easy. And um, I was annoyed at myself to have just the tiniest bit of time faults. But but he was perfect. And actually, after the Herculean effort he put in at Burley last year, it was 
kind of nice for him to finish so fresh mm-hmm. this year. It was really great. And um, he dragged my girls back to the barn and came out the next day like he'd done nothing and um, jumped his socks off. And we had the last down, which still hurts a lot. And it was a good, challenging course. And um, it was kind of a forward six or a very short seven to the last. And I had decided on doing the six and looking at the video, I should have done the seven. And um, there we are. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But the horse literally jumped his socks off. And uh, I mean, he just got a little flat to the last. And I, I don't know what else to say. I actually thought at the time that I'd done enough and I thought he would have jumped it. But um, looking at the video, I, I think if I just compressed him a little more that he would have left it up. And that's part of learning and getting better and what doesn't kill us makes us stronger and on we go yeah, right. <laughs> sure. so. well we were watching that and for one i'm totally blaming the 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 guy announcer i forget his name whoever the guy on the live stream was he completely jinxed you yeah at the he end. did so i'm putting I know, all the I fault know. on him <laughs> <laughs> oh well thank you <laughs> you had nothing I, I will to do forever be that competitor that thinks i could have done a bit better but, so, <laughs> but uh, I, one thing i will never do is blame my horse because god he was class wasn't he uh, he's absolutely. just wonderful and he's just finished so well in himself and that's that's more important than anything yeah. and you that know? dressage um, your dressage has come like uh, your dressage has always been good, but you you know you tightened up a couple of those loose ends. So has that been like a major focus, or is it just kind of the steady? He's young, that's just a steady part of the plan. Or, um, yeah, no, it's always been a, a big focus. I mean, look, he is um, <clears throat> the forever trier. I mean, De Niro has always tried. Like he nearly tries a little too hard sometimes, which has been kind of the struggle. Um, but flying changes have been his ongoing thing. I mean, as a young horse, he struggled to even do a late change. Um, he's just got a little bit, he's a little bit bum high and he finds that really hard. And it's taken us probably all of three years to get a clean change from him. And that's, um, now he does understand what he's supposed to do. And, um, for him, it really is like a circus trick. Like it's not natural for him to do it. He has to think about it and I have to think about it. And, um, and actually, despite what the um, announcer said, he did actually do two clean changes the test, which was very <laughs> exciting. Um, despite the announcers missing that, but that's fine <laughs> in, in the live stream. They were both clean, for the record. <laughs> um, the second one was better than the first one. But um, So that's been an ongoing thing, and, and a little bit the turn on the haunches for him in the ring. He can sometimes try a little too hard uh, just, just with you know, giving so much effort and under pressure, but, um, those were a bit better as well. And look, we can always keep improving, but I thought the rest of the work was as good as he's ever done. And, uh, and he's such a performer and, you know, he does try very hard. And, um, I was a little bit annoyed to miss the, the first halt because those are pretty tidy now, but again, you put the horse under pressure and sometimes they just don't quite get things perfect when they're trying so hard. But, um, but look, you know, to be that close to Maryland's score and uh, that, that mare does such a wonderful test with Maryland on board. And I, I, I was very pleased with him. I thought it was a fair score. Heck yeah. I'm solid. I loved it. I was, I was like, dang, somebody <laughs> did homework. Now, a question for you. This is, do you, um, d- number one, do you do all the training on your dressage horses or do you have someone kind of help out and maybe hop on once in a while to help work on these? Or do you do all of that work yourself? No, I do all of it. I do wow. all of it. I do all my training on all my horses, really. Wow. Uh, my girls, my girls do a little bit of 
like trot sets and things for me and i have a wonderful crew who keep the horses going when i'm away but i like to i like to school them and jump them myself and so mainly the horses just do fitness trotting work when i'm away wow. and I, I do the work myself yeah that is awesome and back to try on a little bit so the, the the half a try on like they're not half but the, the cross country had some definitely flooding issues and all that we weren't there yes we weren't able to be there in person just um, saw the videos tell us, yeah we saw the videos can you tell us a little bit about how much of the course was removed and on the remaining course like we know the grounds crew and all the workers like we know everyone did a, like a, a, an incredible job but were there still any deep spots was it all pretty solid and how much of the course was <coughs> was was cut out um, I don't think they cut much of the course out at all. I mean, there was one fence that was removed, which was a table. It was meant to be a table to table to corner, which looked like it would have been a great question and it ended up being uh, not really a question. Like we jumped a table and then we swung around and just jumped the corner. Um, but otherwise, I think they kept everything in. Wow. I mean, I have to say this is a moment to thank Tryon for the monumental effort they put in. I mean, it was truly Herculean what they did. Um, I've never known, I mean, I've spent 20 years in Europe and Britain and I have never seen an event put that amount of effort in. Um, and thanks to Mark Phillips as well for, for pushing to keep the fences in. I mean, I remember walking the coffin the first day they even let us walk, which wasn't even until Friday and it was underwater. And I thought, how are they going to make this happen? And I was the seven, like 65th horse out of the box or something. And honestly, the ground was pretty darn good. Wow. Um, it really was fine. I mean, there were a few deep bits, but it was not bottomless anywhere. I mean, there were areas where we had to be careful and some of the road crossings where they'd had to put artificial footing in. And that obviously was sketchy for the people that went first before they'd realized how deep it was getting. But by the time I went, I actually think the ground was improving, which is incredible. So all I can say to try on is thank you. And really it's the place where we should have our national championship going wow. forward because I don't see anyone else putting that amount of time and effort into making sure our horses come home sound. Wow. Hmm. Well, there you go. You heard it from the number one rider in America. Karen, right there. So, boom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that holds weight. If I say it, hey, that doesn't well, mean all <laughs> I've ridden in some pretty bad ground in my life, and I have to say this was not bad ground. I heard there some was of a few you, deep bits, but it really it was really okay. I've heard you talk about some of the places in the UK on the side of hills and you know, you've talked about that before. So it's uh I know you've ridden in some some muck. Every, every yeah day. exactly <laughs> like i've written in some pretty bad stuff and um it, it really wasn't too bad and uh, of course there were areas that were deeper than others and you had to be a little bit careful which would have attributed to some of the time faults for sure for mm -hmm. some people yeah. and uh, definitely i took a tug a little more than i would have in certain areas to make sure i looked after my horse but for the most part i i thought it was incredible what they achieved for the quantity of rain that we had i mean the fact that the river burst its banks in more than one place wow. it was amazing the event ran it all quite yeah, frankly kudos. so kudos to try on yeah kudos amazing. to try on thank amazing. you yeah that is awesome that is, and we needed it we needed that to run we've had others oh my on. gosh did we ever yeah, so thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you we, we can't thank those folks enough mm -mm, so. absolutely now you said it's the first time in 20 years that you stayed in the u.s year round can you tell us about your new farm yeah, um, we've got a, a beautiful place in Lexington, Kentucky, and um, 
it's been kind of a crazy year, you know. <laughs> uh, it basically was a farm that we found with a with a wonderful home that we loved and um, a, a fields that were fenced in and no barn whatsoever other than a tobacco barn, which we used for storage. And we sort of built the whole thing from scratch, which was a, a dream of, of mine, certainly forever, and um, was a very big project. <laughs> but, uh, and I, I don't think we really fully absorbed it this year because it was kind of a crazy year and it's always difficult your first year, but, but we love it here and we love being in Lexington and um, my husband's British and, has had to kind of move to the U.S. full-time too, and, and he loves it as well. So I think that's that's exciting, and we're just still finding our way a little bit, but I think going forward, bouncing between here and Ocala is going to be a, a really great mix for us. Yeah. yeah. Are you in Kentucky now, or are you in Ocala? We are. We're going to spend Thanksgiving in Kentucky, which is fun, and then we're um, heading to Ocala literally two days later. So we're planning the grand migration. Wow. <laughs> And then we'll head back here probably in early April. So, yeah. Wow. Now, what made you choose uh, Kentucky for your summer home? Um, it was kind of kind of a funny thing where um, I'd been out here a couple times and I just really liked Lexington. And then obviously both of us had been here for the five star. But um, I didn't really want to be under everybody's feet sort of in okay. Pennsylvania and Virginia because I kind of been doing my own thing in England for a lot of years, I guess. And, um, I don't know, it just was kind of a, it kind of found its way and we came out here for a, a bit of a, a recce to check things out and we ended up finding a farm we loved and, and here we are. So wow. it, it was sort of a, a thing that found its way, I guess. That's, that's, way to put it. that's called Blue Fox Farm, right? It is. We kept the name that the previous owners had had and we get on very well with them. They're a lovely couple and they had a lot of emotion vested in this place and, it's kind of fun that we've kept up our relationship with them and they, they love what we've done here. And it's, it's kind of a nice, nice way that it's, that it's come along. Gotcha. Do you, um, as far as making that move and staying here now, obviously this year it kind of worked out. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better year to do it cause you kind of I know. almost wouldn't have had a choice, right? I mean, I guess, <clears throat> I guess no matter what you were staying in the States this year, um, I know, right? <laughs> how do you think has that, helped you is that is that it is that like twofold question is that a decision that you think it's a better chance to to make the teams if you're right in the u.s with all the training and and also um do do you think that's how has that affected your training this year has it affect well this year is kind of a tough one to judge but do you think it affected how you're prepared and things like that um, I mean, obviously, we've had to kind of find our way here because I had a real system in England, getting my horses fit and everything. And um, we've tried to bring sort of that system with us to the U.S. because I feel like kind of what we've done for years has been working and I've worked hard to develop that. So I tried to not ever let that go away. If that makes sense. But yeah. it's a it's an adaptation because obviously you're changing location. And um, uh, but certainly part of our decision to base in the u.s was um business related and and also team related from my perspective because mm. i've got pretty strong plans to be on a lot of teams going forward for a lot of years that's that's my that's my goal so um yeah it was based around a lot of things but from a business side it's it's been better and 
I've enjoyed finding a lot of new clients and, and all my owners are based in the U.S., so that's better for them as well. And they've been able to be more involved with their horses, which is nice. Very cool. Yeah. Are you looking to do more teaching and clinics since you're here longer? Yeah, I've got a I've got a bunch of clinics actually booked already this winter, which is great. Um, I've maybe got a few more dates available. Um, not not much because I'm pretty busy already, which right. is which is great. That's that's how we wanted it. And and I've picked up a lot of a lot of amazing clients while I've been here in Kentucky, um, which I'm hoping to to keep on. And of course, I'm I'm open for um, teaching while while we're in Ocala as well, and we'll be there, like I say, from next week on until early April. So. Um, I think it's been a, a, it's always a process when you move back. And I think a lot of people either didn't know I taught or wasn't sure how it was or anything, but, but I really enjoy teaching and I, anybody that's keen to learn, I'm, I'm happy to teach them. And we are, we're obviously very, very busy, but um, we've got spaces available for um, people to come in for training. And of course, I'm always open for lessons at Horsepower Equestrian in Ocala, as well as Blue Fox Farm in Lexington. Awesome. So sort of working away, trying to find our way now that we're back here full time. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I really didn't, I, you know, there are certain riders that you think are, okay, these guys are coaches and trainers and do clinics. And then there's other ones that you think are just, you know, riding in sales and everyone runs their business different, but you're right. I really didn't know that you taught much. I just, I, you know, so I'm one of those people too. So yeah. I had to find out. I know. Well, I've been gone a long time. Yeah. So Watch out. Rob's going to sign up for yeah. a clinic. I've been gone since I could barely drink. So there we are. Oh, that's so funny to think of it like that. Yeah. Hey, well, question for you. Being that you have such a such a perspective between the U.S. and the, and the, the, the U.K. system, like, mm-hmm. is there a big difference? Like, do you see a difference in – not you know, not just like weather and things like that, but do you see a difference in training or philosophy between the UK and and Europe and and America? Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, there is uh, a different way of doing things over here. Um, some things I have sort of adapted when it makes sense. Um, and uh, like I think, for instance, a lot of uh, Americans, it's is a big thing to do lots of trot sets. Um, that's not really so much a thing. In England, it's more we trot on the roads and we go up and down the hills on the roads and we trot on the concrete a lot there. Um, But I kind of think everybody finds their own way. And definitely, like I had a system down. The the, the gallops are much more readily available in England. Like a lot of racehorse gallops will let you use their hill gallop on a surface there, whereas that's very difficult to do here, I found. It's just not a thing. So we've kind of had to find our own way and we actually just busted our guts and put in a gallop here in Lexington because I just that was the one thing I just couldn't make work and I tried everything I could and we couldn't so um, we've done that here now and that'll be available um, for people to use in in the coming seasons but we just had to to find a way to do it right and um, I I think every rider kind of finds their way but you got to stick to the things that you know are right and be really diligent about what keeps your horses sound and what makes your horses go well. And and I've got a few things that I feel I've learned from being in England that are really important. So I've tried to take those with me over the years when I'm in the U S so that's kind of, that's a little bit what I do. You know, I think trotting on the roads is important. You know, trotting on the concrete is important. Um, little things like that, you know, just making sure the horses get the right work in and they, they work hard and into the bridle and over their back and they, they all use themselves. I think just building that strength is important. 
Um, but but for the most part, look, I mean, the people that are great in this country are would uh, have obviously proven themselves to be great when they go over to Europe. So, uh, you know, good riders are good riders. We just have to find a way to make it work in both countries. Right. Heck yeah. That's funny. It's funny because I brought up that question. I asked that question about road work once on one of our roundtables. And everyone was kind of like, no, we don't really do the road work. You know, it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> everything was like prepared service or ground. And they had their different reasons for it. And <clears throat> But I love I, – I love – that's why I ask these questions because I just I, I'm in, I I love to show the different sides of the different ways people do things and 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 the people who are listening maybe they you know it just it opens everyone's mind up to different ways of doing things and and what sure. works for them or what makes sense to them and, and everything. Well, we've found that more comfortable being in Kentucky because we actually have some roads with hills and everything. So we've gone back to the way I did things in England a little bit here, wow. which has been great. So the horses go out and they trot on the road and they trot up the hills and not every day, obviously, but we sort of have incorporated that into our work again. And I feel like I've found my way through their fitness a little bit easier than what I've had to alter myself a bit in um, Florida. Cause obviously conditions are different there and, but look, everybody finds a way. You just have to try and get the same results out of your horses and believe in what that is, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and and at Horsepower in Ocala, you have a full cross-country course, and that's open for people to come you know, pay to school. Do you have that in Kentucky as well? Um, we've got a, a, a little part of our field that we use for Kentucky, uh, in, in Kentucky that for cross country, but it's not anywhere near what we have in Ocala. Um, I don't really feel the need to have a huge thing here because we kind of have our horses set up by the time we come out here. So we've got a really awesome water jump, which was sort of a weird sunken thing before that was like a bush hog nightmare. And um, <laughs> Greg Schlappy, who has done all of our course in um, Ocala, did a beautiful job creating it into my dream of a water jump, which he thought I was bonkers when I said this is going to be an awesome water jump with like ridges on the side that are already built in and everything and actually it has turned into what i thought it would be which is great uh, and um we've got a ditch a couple ditches and um a bank and that is it and a few solid fences and a, a lot of wonderful portables from jump for joy who are um a very great sponsor of mine and do you know what that is plenty we don't sort of cater to everyone i've kind of got prelim and up and that's it and it's been more than enough for our horses to have a little top up. Um, so, but if you look at what we did in England, I mean, I did all my preparation, nearly all of it for my upper level horses, just in our ring, even before Burley, wow. I just jumped stuff in the ring and went through a scuzzy water jump. And that was about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we feel, uh, we feel blessed here to have so much acreage. So. Oh, I bet. Wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. How, like, so in comparison, how much acreage was your place in, in, uh, in the UK versus horsepower and, and uh, blue Fox farm. Oh my gosh. We had 15 acres in the UK and we used every square inch of it. So wow. Um, wow. we had really not much. And, and here we've got, we've got a hundred plus in, in both properties, which is magical because we have room to do what we want to do and room to expand as the years go on. And um, you know, we feel really, really, really lucky to have that. And it's, it's something you can have out here that is a struggle to have over there. So wow. well, we've yeah, been it's the, awesome. We've been the horsepower. And that's yeah. Oh gosh. It's gorgeous. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. God. We love it there. <laughs> we can we live in the barn. We hope we keep it for indefinitely. We hope we can keep it. <laughs> oh man, it is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So, Hey, switching gears just a little bit. You have, you have such a great string of horses and, and they're always coming up, but then another facet of your business, is 
the the sales side. So uh, last time we had you on, which is it was episode fifty three, so it's mm-hmm. been quite a while. Well, actually, been here on one seventeen for the roundtable, but for fifty three in particular, you know, we talked about the Cooley Horse International. So that's kind of, if I'm not mistaken, that's your partnership with. Uh, Richard Shane from Cooley Farm, like you guys did, like a partnership. Is that is that correct? And that's what Cooley Horse International. Uh, I mean, basically, I've worked with Richard now for ten years. Um, <clears throat> my first five star horse was a horse I actually found from him. Was the first horse I found from him. Um, uh, you know, nearly well, pretty much every horse in my barn I've actually sourced through Richard. Even even De Niro Z, I even I found him myself, but I sent him the video to see what he thought. You know, so we have a. A really um, a close relationship, and he's incredible with sourcing horses. I mean, I really believe in him from that side of it. He's he's a real genius with that, and um, they're a really good, hardworking, honest family, and um, that's a big thing for me. I like people that I can trust, and um, so I've kind of done nearly all of my business for the last ten years with him, and um, nearly every horse I've in my barn I've sourced from a four or five year old up to where they are now through him. So that's been kind of fun. But I mean, really it's, it's Cooley farm is its own entity and he just, it's a, uh, of course it's just a name like Fernhill or any of the others, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's a name that people should, should know because I think um, you're not going to find the level of quality um, in a young horse or, or the honesty behind it unless you go to Cooley Farm. That's my feeling right now. Um, so I'm heading out there. It's been kind of a weird year because I haven't been able to go to England or to Ireland <laughs> for a long time. So I'm heading out in a couple weeks, which is going to be great. And I'm going to be out there in Ireland for three or four days looking at horses for a multitude of clients and horses to produce myself to, to sell on. And we, we'd like to have some more sale horses over here now that we're based in the U.S. full-time um we had a couple last year but i'd like to have some more and we've got some very exciting ones coming over and uh i'm also going to be searching for some horses for people um to buy over video in these in these weird times i did a bit of that last year and i i sort of hope that i can create that kind of name to say look you can trust me and you can trust coolie farm and you can trust us finding the right horse because i think that's important and that the horse is going to be what it says on the tin and i suppose like like cooley farm's name they say we let the horses do the talking and i like that as their <laughs> title because that that really is what they are they've every horse i've sold whether it's through richard or others has been what i've said it is and that's how i always intend to keep producing and selling horses is there's going to be no surprises they'll they'll be what we say they are so um so yeah i'm looking forward to getting out there again it's been a long time and i actually have uh, two falls down the road not far from Richard that are there that I've bred so that's kind of fun so I can go and see my babies as well and um, yeah I really like horses to grow up in Ireland so any horses I get as a four year old I leave them there through the summer and bring them over as five year olds and we're sort of forever trying to develop that business and find a better way but I, I would love to be that person that can help represent Cooley Farm and and help them sell horses especially with this weird situation we're in now where it's hard for people to travel and i just really believe in them as people and i believe in richard's ability in sourcing horses and and in our relationship together so like i'm just i'm an honest person and i like to work with honest people so that's kind of where we are and if people so if people want to you know if people are interested in the irish horses they can't get over there like people can contact you kind of tell them what they're looking for what type of you know all the whatever 
you know, whatever their goals are for the horse and you, you, you can help work with Richard and, and, and source those horses through video and so forth. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, if I'm going over there, then I can, I can ride horses for clients and what have you, which I'm doing for, for quite a few people already. And, you know, another thing we're working on is finding a way where if somebody really believes in a horse from a video, perhaps we can have it, they can purchase it and they can send it to me and I can ride it for two weeks and sort of put the pieces in place. And, and, you know, if it ends up really not being right, then hopefully Richard and I can kind of find another way and, and help them find another one instead and, and whatever. I mean, that's always been their way at Cooley Farm is to try and source another horse if, if one really doesn't work. And um, that's something they've always done for me. And, and I know that they want to represent that even when horses have traveled over from Ireland within, you know, within what's reasonable, of course. But um, it's it really is, it's an honest business that I want to be involved in. So um, that's how I like to sell horses. I'm, I've always been very honest in the horses I've sold. And so I like to represent companies that, that feel the same way and, and source top class horses that are going to win things, which frankly they do. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. Now, I'm not an expert on horse <laughs> breeding and things like that, but I've recently been kind of, you know, looking at some of the auctions and different horses and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I'm looking at the pedigrees of a lot of the Irish sport horses, and I'm seeing a lot of like German warm blood blood in these Irish sport horses now. Is that is that new? Am I just do I just happen to be clicking on a lot? Like, do you see a lot of that now, or has that always been, or is that I don't know if I'm even making a smart question but i'm just oh no 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 it's pretty normal now i mean look there's it's always a little bit weird with the passports and and what the horse is of course you know but but an irish sport horse is going to have very likely have various different bits of dutch breeding or german breeding or belgian or or something in there and that's i think i think a good influx and a lot of times you get a good influx of blood but it's it's about just making sure you've got the right mixture. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think that's where people like Richard are very clever because he knows the breeding so well now. And he works a lot with various people in different countries as well. But, but I think a lot of these horses are actually bred in Ireland now, which is intriguing because you look at... Uh, for instance, uh, a sire, I've got two horses by the by Cobra, who's now sadly passed away, but Cobra himself was not an Irish horse, but he was based in Ireland. So, you know, you, you get that a lot of horses that are bred, you know, out of Ireland, but they aren't Irish bred traditionally, okay. do you see what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's difficult for people to understand. I'm sure we think they're all going to be Irish hunters, but they're not. We can... You can get all kinds of different things, but mainly my rule is I like horses to grow up. I really like them to grow up in Ireland, and even certain horses I bought out of Germany, I've actually sent them to Cooley Farm to make them a bit more Irish before I brought them over. Um, and I think it makes the horses better. Yeah. I think they they learn to go through the muck and the the mud and jump over ditches and just be horses and be out in the field when they're young and just be horses. You know, I think that's yeah. important. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. And you've, you've said that for a long time. So I, I've been hearing you say that for. Yeah. Know, I've stuck years. to that for a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. Uh, so we also know you from the eventing radio show podcast, yep, which yep. unfortunately mm -hmm. is no longer. And uh, one question that you love to ask, and we're going to, we got to ask you. It's retired, but it's, we're on retired. Reti yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So bringing it back. Uh, yes. <laughs> So what is your top training tip? Top training tip. 
I know. We always used to say that. It's the top training tip. See how many times you can say that fast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Got to be careful. <laughs> well, I love this question. I love to ask the question and I, and I love to, to give the answer because I'm very passionate about it. But um, my top training tip has always been um, treat all your horses in, as an individual. That has always been my big thing. Um, it's my big belief in all my training. Uh, as you know, I, I produce most of my horses from young horses and I really enjoy that process. But I think most of that fun is learning what makes each horse go well. And not every horse uh, sort of responds to the same training technique. So sometimes you can find your way with the horse you think is the most difficult by, by trying something new. Um, and I think our, our lovely Mara Calmaria is one of the big ones to look at that because she has been a really tricky Mara. But my goodness, is it not the best um, reward when they come the right way and they go and win their first two stars. So yeah. um, that's my big belief is never believe that one way is right. Just find what makes each horse tick. Gotcha. Ah, I love it. Love it. Can I ask this as one other little, little subsect of that? So with all your work with De Niro on your, on your leads and all that stuff, was there anything that you changed up to kind of help that or anything? Would that be something you'd be willing to share? Um, I mean, I tried literally everything with him, but <laughs> um, I had a lot of help from different people which helped me of course i wrote a bit with robert dover which has been wonderful and james burwell of course um and eric devander has been a great help and do you know what probably made the biggest difference was the covid shutdown as i gave my horses two weeks off in the field and then i came back and i literally must have done a month and a half of nothing but flying changes with him and i would just bring him out and I'd put him in the school and we'd warm up quickly. And then I would just do flying changes and then I'd pat him and put him away. Wow. And that's it. <laughs> and some days it was great. And some days it wasn't. And then ultimately it got better and better. And then we just keep trying to learn and get better. But I think, I think being open to learning stuff from everybody is important. You know, the more you can learn from anyone, even if it's someone that doesn't do things the way you do things, I'll bet you can learn something from them. And yeah. that's kind of my role is, just picking people's brains and there's, there's always something you can learn. So, and I'm still learning all the time and I'm trying to get better every day. So, um, and I'm sure I can still do it much better than I do. So that's my plan when he comes back into work is to get better. Wow. <laughs> just I love it. I love it. So there's so many, here you are, you know, rider of the year and you're, you're, you're humble enough to say, I'm still learning. I still ask questions of different people and try mm -hmm. to gather info and ideas. And I love that so much that you say that Liz, because you know, a lot of people are, it seems like the higher up the person is, the less ego they have with their skill level, you know, <laughs> like they're, you know, like their know-it-allness. And it seems like, I, I just appreciate you saying that. Cause. Oh, well, thank you. But I think you, if you spoke to William Fox Pitt or Michael Young or Pippa Funnel or any of them, they would say the same, you know, we just, always trying to get better. Like I'm, I'm definitely not the best in the world yet. So I need to keep working hard to get better. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, Hey, listen, you, you mentioned Eric Duvander helping you out and we kind of saved this to towards the end. Um, obviously like we mentioned earlier, you're on, you just made the elite training list 2020 Tokyo. Um, it's in the sites. Could you talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, about the, the preparation for that and, 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 uh, you know, just, um, what your thoughts are on, on making that squad, hopefully. I mean, obviously all my focus has been on that 100%. And 
I mean, I just spoke to Eric this evening and sort of reiterated that. So um, we're, we're a little bit up in the air as to what what some of us need to, to do next year. Looking ahead of that, um, I mean, I have a, a wonderful horse who's very sound and finished very fresh this year. And I mean, the goal is to just keep doing well and keep showing that, that we should be on that team. Um, I feel we showed that this year. Um, and we just need to keep improving and, and proving that they can't leave us behind. Um, and I will do whatever the selectors need us to do to keep proving that. So um, I'm just going to keep working hard and bring my horse in after his holiday the right way and just keep doing what we do and keep trying to get better. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. But. I know it's a tough question. And, and it's, I, I tell you what, to be a selector, what we have a three-person team now with like one basically traveling alternate. It's going to be tough. To be a selector has just got to be – I would not want that job because – No, I mean, it's tough. And I think uh, – I think uh, – I, I feel like they always say the team chooses itself, and I hope I hope that will be the case is that – if we all keep doing our best, then it will find its way. And, um, you know, I really believe in my horse and I think he could go there and win a medal. And, uh, you know, I think that I can do him justice there. And I, I just hope that we can prove that we're the ones to go. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Well, but. I think that we have, uh, I, I really feel that we're really positioned quite well. I mean, we have a, a very deep top, which is keeping all of you, riders at the top sharp you know no one mm. no one can sit back everyone has to work hard and i think that only makes the team for better sure. and stronger and uh i just I, I think we're in a great position for tokyo i think so too yeah i hope so and, yeah fingers crossed and we've got some really great horses that are that are looking good for next year and we just need to all keep them in one piece and keep mm -hmm. doing what we do and and keep showing that we should be there i guess Absolutely. yeah Amen Absolutely. to that. Absolutely. Yep. So we're we're so excited. I, I just I, I I I'm excited. I can only imagine how you feel, Liz. Like <laughs> like I have this like crazy energy like inside as I just think about it, and I I don't know how you can keep it contained because I just feel like I just want to I don't know yell. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Like it just I want it to happen. I mean, it should have happened. We've been all geared I up know. for it. I know we just wanted to happen. Just but, fast forward. <laughs> but this extra year is probably helpful for you, wouldn't you say? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's been good, and and you know I've got a really great young horse that is also should be in line, and he's had an unfortunate flag at Galway, which wasn't right, but he's he's a great horse, Cooley Quicksilver, and um, and I've got my Cooley Moonshine horse, which will be back out next year, and he's very exciting. So yeah, I think this year's been good, and um, I don't know. I just kind of try and take each day at a time and i'm trying to decompress a little bit now cause it's been a crazy year and um you still got yeah. blackie you still got blackie going for like i still got stuff? blackie he's he's still going bless him like i just trotted him around the ring today and he was like sassy and feeling <laughs> great and good old boy like he'll be 18 next year so hopefully wow. he's gonna go and do some of the showcase stuff which will be great for him i'm not sure if he'll do any more four stars because he doesn't really owe me anything does he right. so um, but he still loves his job and that's nice and um, got some really exciting seven coming eight year olds that are going to move up to advance next year and um, yeah like so we've awesome. got a great team of horses that are all happy and in a good place and that's half the battle isn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're two -time, that's half of this job <laughs> two-time winner at Aiken right for the for the showcase right yeah I guess I am yeah that's cool year. that was awesome 
Yeah, so fun. let's that make it three cool. times. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you're on fire with him. So, and he's he's completely cut out for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I know. It would be nice for him to go back. He uh, he d- missed it out this year, but he'll be back next year, hopefully. So that's that's my plan is to take Blackie to Aiken. So that would be that would be pretty fun. Very cool. Very cool. So, Liz, one thing we always love to do is we always love to ask about sponsors. And one sponsor that is uh, of, of yours that is sponsoring this show is by me. So thank you, Bymita, for sponsoring this episode of the Major League of Any Podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about Bymita before as we go before we go into the rest of your sponsors? Can we start with Bymita and tell us a little bit about your, your relationship with those guys? Well, Bymita has lots and lots of different products. Many products that people don't even know um, that are quite popular, like Tildren, for instance, Confidence EQ. And my favorite product is Polyglycan, um, which is similar to what everybody knows, like Adequan and Legend, similar sort of idea, just uh, you know, helping horses to improve their joint function and various things like that. But we've been using it on all of our three and four star horses before the big events. And the horses have really felt fantastic this year. And, and hopefully the results speak for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, they know, they sure you are. Think? You think yeah. the results are speaking for me? I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> they make oh. a believer out of me, that's for yeah. sure. So, uh, well, that's awesome. So thank you again, before we head into the rest of the sponsors, just thank you again to Buy mm-hmm. Media for sponsoring this episode. Hopefully we can get those guys on. We'd like to get our sponsors on for a little bonus. Yeah. So whether it's one episode or, or a whole 100 episodes, we'd like to get them And on. we'll put a link to their website in the show notes Absolutely. as well. So we'll link that all up. I would recommend that everybody goes to my website, um, hseventing.com. It also comes up lizhallidaysharp.com um, to just see who supports us because the one thing I will say is that um, I do not have any sponsors of any product that I don't truly believe in. So if they are involved with us, it's because we think they're the best. So Absolutely. I would recommend that everybody goes there and just checks out our list of who we are involved with because if we're involved with them, it's because they're good. So you should be too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's good enough for the writer of the year. Right. You know I mean, it's good enough for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, thank you to Bymita. So Bymita yes. is sponsoring this episode. So that's very, very cool. And thanks to uh, Frankie at Athletics mm-hmm. and, Jim, and Jimmy Schramm helped get this yes, all lined Jimmy. up. So They're awesome. They're a really great bunch and they really do a lot for me. So thank you to them. That is fantastic. So again, so contact info as far, like you mentioned the website, HSC Venning, Instagram's Liz Holiday Sharp. Uh, yep. Your Facebook is uh, Liz Holiday sh- Holiday dash sharp dash HSC Venning. Yeah, we've got both. It's sort of like Liz Halliday is on um, Facebook, and then also the HS Eventing is on Facebook, mm-hmm. and then um, I don't really follow Twitter anymore. I feel like I'm I'm trying to get in with the kids, and that's not really a thing anymore. So <laughs> uh, we're not really doing that. But um, but yeah, but we're definitely on Instagram and Facebook pretty heavily, and and I'm lucky to be with Athletics, who do a great job for all my sponsors and and helps to support me. So we try and keep stuff out there regularly, and um, we try to always respond to our, our fans and anybody that supports us. So we appreciate that. Yeah. That is awesome. Awesome. Karen, was this fantastic? This is great. Karen, we Love had having on, Liz on the show. The writer of the year was on the show, Karen. It's, I just, uh, it's just so exciting. It's just so exciting. Oh, yes. thank you. Most FEI wins in the world too. I just found out. Boom. Most for F- 2020. Wow. Isn't that cool? That <laughs> is awesome. I'm I've, pretty pumped about that. Yeah. I just have to throw most, that out there because I'm excited. Most <laughs> FEI wins in the world. For 2020. Yep. That's incredible. How many wins was that? How many? What's that total? Nine. Nine Nine. FEI wins. Should have been 10 if I didn't have the last roll of try on. Ah, There Uh, we go. That damn announcer, (laughs) that that guy. That guy. He did it. I I forget his name. 
we're back to what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what? I'm a firm believer in just that little bit of hunger that that leaves. I know. I hear you. And I think that makes you, know, you stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I really do believe in that. That it's kind of like, you know what? I, I didn't need to peak at Tryon. I'm peaking in Tokyo. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like it. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. Well, Liz, thank you so, so much for joining us. And, and mm-hmm. best of luck. Have a great off season and best of luck next season. Thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving. And thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Venning on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Eventers, on Facebook. Cheers!